Praise the Lord. I'm believing God that we will raise a church family that are strong in faith. I'm believing God that we will raise a church family that are fervent in spirit. Fervent in spirit. Fervent in spirit. God has called us to raise disciples. Um, so, this year is coming to an end, but your God has no end. It is the year that is coming to an end, not the end of your promise. God has given us a word for this month that he will bless someone with a divine gift, and I pray that that will be you in Jesus' mighty name. But I want to encourage someone this morning. I want to encourage that person who has been believing God for a promise, who is probably having palpitations right now because it is December. I want to encourage someone who is believing God for a miracle, who is believing God for a change of story, who is probably thinking now, oh my goodness, it's Christmas, and I have not achieved anything yet, or I have not seen the miracle, or I have not seen the hand of God. I want to encourage you today. And um, if all your boxes are ticked for all the things you are believing God for, I want you to take this message and please help me use it to encourage someone that you know. There may be somebody in your circle of influence today who is, who is, who is not happy because it's December, because um, they are believing God to be pregnant this month or this year. It has not yet happened. They are believing God to be married or engaged this year. It has not yet happened. They are believing God for their papers this year. It has not yet happened. Or they have received a very nasty news from, our, from the doctors and um, they are challenged. I want to look at them and tell them, my pastor said I should tell you, it is not over. Maybe there's somebody here who is believing God for a better job. Maybe there's somebody here who is believing God for a better paying job. I want to have a good news for you. It is not over. It is only the year that is coming to an end, not your God. Your God, my brother and my sister, has no end. He's the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. He never fails. He never denies, he never delays your promises. Amen. Praise the Lord. We look at our support, look at our text this morning from Exodus chapter 15, verse 11. It says, Who is like you, O Lord, among the gods? Who is like you, glorious in holiness, fearful in praises, doing wonders? You stretch out your right hand, the earth swallow them. You in your mercy have led forth the people whom you have redeemed. You have guided them in your strength to your holy habitation. And this text was written on the back of God's intervention in the life of the people of Israel. They were coming out of Egypt to Canaan because God gave them a promise. Like you, God has given you a promise. Like me, God has given me a promise. God said that you will get married. He said you will have great children. He said you will be married. You, you, you will have a great marriage and you will have a great career. You will be in health. These are the promises of God. I wish above all things that thou mayest prosper and be in health even as your soul prospers. But unfortunately, the Bible also says in John 10.10 10, that the devil has come to has come to steal, to kill, and to what? Destroy. And so we find, we find that, er, that every now and then our promises, are, our promises are under siege. Life doesn't turn out the way we want. Sometimes we look at it, it's like a mirage. We, we, it's there, but it's not there. But I have good news for you. The promises of God are yea and amen. So please, trust God. 
It is the end of the year, but not the end of your God. And so the Bible tells us that we found, we found these people, about a million of them, they came to the end of, they came to their wit's end. They found themselves, they, they found themselves by the Red Sea. And they had no boats, they had nothing. And they were the Egyptians were in pursuit of them. You know their story. You have been reading that story from, 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 from Nosri. I'm, being, I'm sure you also saw the movie, The Prince of Egypt, correct? And I don't know if that's what the movie was about. I can't remember the movie. <laughs> you know? So that, even Hollywood now tries to teach you your faith. Can you imagine that? Yeah? So, so the, but the Bible tells me, and that's why, you must, that's why I want to remind you, brothers and sisters, that it's not over. It's not over. We don't give up on this faith, and we don't give up in this faith. Do you understand? We don't quit. We believe till the end. We fight the good fight of faith until we are dead. I'm telling you. So it's not over until your last breath. We believe till the end. That's why we are believers. Praise God. Oh, there are so many people over the years that have, that have cried to me and said, Oh, pastor, the doctor said. And many of them, will we weep together. When we look at the report, my goodness, ah, I will do that. I will try and brave it up like a man and a strong pastor. When they leave my office, I will break down in tears and cry on my knees and say, oh, God. And there are many that have come and say, oh, pastor, this is what the home office says. And I will look and say, ah, and I will tell them, ah, man, forget that thing. It won't happen. And I will try and I will put my faith out there. But when they, when, they, when they leave, I will drop on my knees and I will raise my hands and cry. I say, oh, God, help. You can't have a thousand-member church and not have a thousand problems. Do you understand? I was saying yesterday, I was, on, I was praying. I was praying and interceding for the, for the, for the, for the, um, um, uh, for, for the, uh, for uh, the trumpet night. And then my, and then my, my phone went up. I went, went, went off, and the Holy Spirit asked me to look at the text. And I'm not in the habit of looking at my text when, when I'm praying. But the Holy Spirit, you know, they told me, pick up that, pick up that text. So I went there, picked up my phone, and somebody was a church member. And I said, oh, pastor, I'm in the hospital. What are you doing there? You know, why are you there? It's not a holiday camp. Come out of there. He said, no, pastor. What's going on? Oh, she said, oh, yesterday I fainted. I fainted four times. So I called the ambulance. Right now, I'm in the hospital. This morning alone, I've already fainted four times. Are you listening? The devil come not but to kill, to steal, and to destroy. So for over 15 years, I have seen people who have come to their wit's end. And I have seen God come through for them. I have seen God turn a difficult situation around. I have seen God confound the judgment of the doctors and the lawyers. I have seen cases where they said, well, this is no longer possible. By this time, two months' time, you will be, you'll be deported. And I've seen them have their stay in the same nation. I've seen those that the doctors have said, oh, wow, the prognosis is very, very bad. But Dr. Jesus says, no. When the doctors come to their wits end, when the doctors come to their wits end, Jesus takes over. I've seen those who have been looking for a job for a very long time, and then God blesses them beyond their imagination. Many have come to my office. People have come to my office. They can't testify. I'll see people who come to my office and say, oh, pastor, <laughs> and I'll be running around. What's the matter? Are you okay? Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> what is the problem? God has done it. The tears of joy. Brothers and sisters, it's not over. 
it's not over. But we are very quick to give up. We are very quick to give up. They found themselves at the edge of the river, of the Red Sea. And then they cried. They grumbled. They grumbled. But their pastor looked up to God and said, Lord, is this the end? And God told them, it's not over. It is not over. I don't know what you are believing God for. I don't know what this year has been like for you. I don't know what pressure you are under. But I'm telling you, it's not over. Are you listening? Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Why do we give up so easily? Why do you give up so easily? Why do you quit so easily? Why? I was having a very interesting conversation with a member of my household. I asked my, and I gave this, to give him this member of my household this story. I said, you are under siege and 100 men have been sent to kill you. Each man carry 100 rounds of bullets. You are down to your last 20. What will you do? And the member of my household said, well, I will give up. I will surrender. So I screamed, wow, we don't surrender. We don't give up. With your last 20 bullets, you will take out 20 men. Then you will use the butt of the gun. <laughs> ah! If you are going to die, then die properly. Church, that's how we die. Do you understand? Then you take the butt of the gun, the very first man, you take out his head, use the edge of the gun, take out the nose of the other one. Are you serious? Hey, until your last breath. When they get back to camp, they will ask them, did you kill him? They will say, yes, ah, but, ah, but, man, ah, that was one guy, oh, my goodness, look at this guy's head. What happened to him? <laughs> I said, that's, that's how to die. How do you just give up? How do you just quit? How do you just write yourself off? The name of this faith is fight. The name of this faith is fight. And he told you, it's a fight, the good fight. So there is a bad fight. It's a fight, the good fight. I am believing God for a career change. Fight the good fight. I'm believing God for a great marriage. Fight the good fight. I am believing God to raise godly children. Fight the good fight. Don't fight a terrible fight. Don't fight a bad fight. The doctors say that I have this. Fight the good fight. Fight the good fight. This faith is not for leafy, wimpy 
jelly belly. Like, if you don't have backbone, you can't do this faith. How do you give up on yourself? How do you quit even before the enemy fires their first shot? How do you look at your enemy? How do you look at your challenge and quit even before you throw the first punch? How? How? We don't quit. We believe till the end. It's not over until we are gone. Whether you are fighting for your life, whether you are fighting for your career, whether you are fighting for your marriage or fighting for your loved ones, whatever it is, fight is fight. Fight is fight. How do we do the, where do we do the fighting? In the place of belief. Belief means reinforcement of what you believe God says about you. Reinforcement of what you believe God says about you and prayer for divine intervention. That's where you do the fighting. Reinforcement. The year is coming to an end, not your promise. That's why we have varying, varying date of birth. Someone must get married this year. Someone must get married in 2019. Someone must have kids in 2019. Someone must have a job in 2019. Praise the Lord. So this is not the end of your promise. No, because your God has no end. Praise the Lord. And so we see in that scenario, they came to their wit end, but they cried out to God, and God answered them. Listen very carefully. The Red Sea is still there. History is still there. The proof of this encounter is still there. I pray for you this morning that you, my friend, will also have the proof of success in Jesus' mighty name. Let's look at Second Chronicles again to look at another scenario here. To buttress the fact that it is not over. And to challenge you never to quit. Whatever you are believing God for, it's not over until you see it. Until it is delivered, you never quit. That lying devil telling you in your mind that it will never happen. That lying spirit telling you that you will never happen, you will never get married, you will never have children, you will never get a job, you will never have your stay, your health will fail. It's the lie of the devil. You have the promise of God, it will, you will not give up until you see it. Praise the Lord. Am I preaching to myself this morning? Are you listening? We don't quit. We don't quit. Your friends may quit, but you don't quit. And you tell yourself, I will not quit until I see it. That's how we succeed in faith. It's a fight of your life. Second Chronicles chapter 20 verse 12 says, Oh, our God, another, situ another situation of a siege here. These are, these are, these are live examples. These, this, this, these stories, they, they are not just stories. They happened. Now, you may not be under siege militarily, right, or nationally, but in your life, you may be under siege. You may be under siege. It says, so our God, will, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. There are things that come against families. There are things that come against families. There are things that come against children. There are things that come against individuals. 
how do you move from being healthy and taking care of your son and all of a sudden, within a twinkle of an eye, you faint four times? What is the matter? They say, oh, we don't know what it is. And instantly, right, we started praying. Are you listening? And so, so it, says, it says that they're against this great multitude that is coming against us. Sometimes there is, a, there, there is this multitude that comes against a family. Marriage is sick. Children is sick. Wallet is sick. Career is sick. One family. One family. No joy in the family. Have you, you know, some homes, there's no joy. There's no happiness. You right? I pray that's not your home in Jesus' mighty name. I mean, there's father, there's mother, there's husband, there's, but there's no joy. There's no peace. Right? You come into a home, go, go into a home, and there's, there's, everybody just looks like withered. You know, there's no, there's, um, there's no life. There's no life. Even if there's any conversation, it's argument. Have you seen, have you seen homes like that? Many homes like that. Many homes like that. Homes where, I know the problem with those things, they, 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 those homes like that, they, they destroy the creativity of children. They destroy creativity of children. And then you and when, and when you start having that argument, going and say, ah, well, uh, by, by the way, well, there's no money. There's no money. And then by the way, there's no money from doing a job I hate. That's a siege. That's a siege. That's a family under siege. And in some homes, in some homes, when they sit to discuss, there's nothing to talk about other than money. We can't move past this. We can't talk about love. We can't talk about going on date. What date? <laughs> date. Is that your problem now? Date. There's gas bill. There's <laughs> hey, you're laughing. I say siege. Eh? You fancy, fancy a home where the, 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 the family income, the family expenses is more than... Look, I've been there before. Thank God I married my friend. I mean, once upon a time, when we look at our bank account, I mean, it was so bad, it was so bad that it became the, 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 the state of the account became a source of joy to us. You know what, what I mean by that? You look at the state of the account, it's so unbelievable you start, it's so unbelievable you start laughing. <laughs> I mean, you, ah, and I was like, ah, Bonale, is this you? Say, ah, is this you? Say, the account was so bad that it became like comedy. Who would laugh about it? Ah, ah, I can't believe this is me. Me too, I can't believe. I can't believe. Is that all? Well, that at least that our eyes can see. Yeah, this is all that our eyes can see. But you know we have another eyes at the back of our head. It's the eyes of faith. So you, you, have, to, you have to see. Oh, hey. Stay on the boy, it's not over. You can't see what I'm saying if you are spiritually weak. That's why you must feed your spirit. Show me a man who talks negatively. Show me a man who cannot see abundance. Show me a man who cannot see the God card. I will show you, I will show you a man who is malnourished spiritually. That's why you must feed your spirit. Our poverty became a source of encouragement. Ah, my goodness. One more bill. No money. Salary is gone. Well, eh? <laughs> you too. Well, eh? Mm. Yeah, come, let me give you a hug. 
That's how we deal with it. That's how we dealt with issues in our homes. But if you, that's because we're coming from a, we 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 we're coming from a, fa- a place where our spirit man was well fed. That happens to ordinary people. You know the ones that come to church once a year. Ah uh-uh. ah. And I say, well, I say, well, we don't have money for for a meal. Let's just go for a walk. And then we'll go for a walk. No money for food. We we'll go for a walk. The little energy you have left, you are going for a walk. <laughs> and then we'll walk past the the um, the fish and chip shops. Walk past walk past the kebab shop, and then we'll be salivating and swallowing our saliva. And then walk past, and we'll come back. God is faithful. God is faithful. 1997. God is faithful. He will do us well. Thank God for what we have. Thank God for where we are. Thank God for Jesus. Thank God. That's how. Are you listening? If you are not well fed spiritually, it's let's go for a walk. Say to where? He <laughs> said, you know, you know, you know, uh, let's, let, let, uh, let's go for a walk, you know, just, uh, yeah. You can't, you can't psych up somebody who is not spiritually fed. Let's just go, let's, uh, you know, uh, we don't worry, uh, uh, let's be happy. This, be happy. Are you listening? That's a siege. And there was a traffic warden, a qualified accountant working as a traffic warden, and even with the traffic warden money is not enough to pay the bills. That's double insult. Now, if I'm working as a traffic warden and I'm on 3K a month, uh-uh. what do you mean? It's a good career. Uh, it's not a good career. If I'm working, if I say, well, what, what did you study? They say, I'm a qualified accountant. Uh-huh. What are you? I'm a traffic warden. <laughs> you drive your C-class, I drive my S-class. We, we, we are equal. But to, to now, you, you are a qualified accountant doing a traffic warden job, and you see run out of money by the middle of the month. <laughs> are you serious? That's a siege. But it's not over. It's not over. Arise and live here. 1994. December 16th, and move to England. After which your wife will come and join you. And then you no, move to England. Your wife will move to England. After which you go and join her. December 16th, 1996. Uh, 1994, the Lord gave me that promise. 94, 95, 94, rejection. 95, three rejection. 96, three rejection. 97, two. Until I got the visa. Look at me today. What if I had given up? What if I had changed my song and say after the fifth rejection, I say, you know, Bola, uh, I've just been praying. Uh, maybe God didn't say London. Maybe he meant uh, London, Jerry. <laughs> it's not over. If you are believing God for progress, believe God for progress until you die. Until you see it. You don't give up on it. It's the year that is coming to an end, not your promise. Your promise has no expiry date. Your promise has no expiry date. The word of God and God's promise to you has no expiry date. So in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, we read, he said, but our eyes are upon you, O God. We refuse to see this problem. 
Our eyes are upon you, O God, because you are the God who, does not, who has no time. You are the God that has given us a promise. We are your people and you are our God. And the Bible says in verse 22, now when they, when they began to sing and to praise that the Lord himself set ambush against the people of Ammon. Verse 23, for the people of Ammon and Moab stood up against the inhabitants of Mount Seir to utterly kill and destroy them. And when they had made an end of them, of them they'd help to destroy one another. The God card came in. The God card came in. It's not over. The God card will always manifest for that man and that woman who believes that it's not over. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I love verse 29. It says, And the fear of God was on all the kingdoms of those countries when they heard, the Lord, when they heard that the Lord had fought against the enemies of Israel. Verse 30. Then the realm of Jehoshaphat was quiet. For his God gave him rest all around. May God give you rest all around. It is not what? Over. Let me give you one more before we close. Acts 16 verse 20. Please say your neighbor once again, it's not over. Don't give up on that promise. Don't give up on that word. Acts 16 verse 20. The Bible says from verse 20, it says, and, and they brought them to the magistrates and said, these men, being Jews, exceedingly trouble our city. And, and they teach customs which are not lawful for us being Romans to receive or observe. Then the multitudes rose up together against them, and the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. That's some heavy flogging. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them in the inner prison and fastened their feet to this in the stocks. And I have seen this inner prison in Israel. 2020, February, first week, when all of us go to Israel together. This year you will not have any excuse, but to come with me to Israel, yeah? I will show you this inner prison. This inner prison is this high and this wide. This wide, this high. When you read this scripture and they show you the inner prison, your mind will be messed up. So even going to the prison cells, this is how you go in. That's how you go in. Because when you, in London, with a cup of tea in your hand and biscuit, is reading, is reading uh, the prison cell, you think it's a category D prison. Okay. <laughs> you don't know what category kid. Did I say category D? Okay. All right. That's another lesson on that day. I'm, uh, they call it the uh, uh, Her Majesty, uh, HM, not HMRC, HM, <laughs> HMP, Her Majesty Prison Service. Now, it's not my job to educate you on her services. <laughs> so go and Google all the categories of, uh, there's Cat A, Cat B, Cat C. Oh, Ken knows. <laughs> ah, okay. <laughs> all right. So see the X-Con, okay? <laughs> <laughs> I was only consulting, that's how I knew. I don't know how Ken knew, all right? 
and he has never told me he's a consultant. So, please, see the S come for further explanation on that. So, <laughs> we accept all people in our church. <laughs> all right. So, now, listen to this. Listen to this. Now, now the, but Bible says that Paul and Silas, they didn't give up. If it is you, you will have conducted your own funeral. Written your will. Take your phone. Hello? Hello? Hey, so tell them. Uh, so look after my children, eh? Okay, uh, please. That man is owing me money. Collect the money I give to my children. Uh, you, you will write your, write your own will and say it is finished. I'm, I'm, I'm dying now. You will conduct your own funeral. But not these guys. They went in there, sat in there, and the Bible says in the inner soul, they started singing praise to the Lord. Because it's not over. It is not over. Now, that's after trashing and beating. It says it's not over. Why do you quit? Why do you give up? Why are you saying it's over? Why are you tired of believing? Why are you stressed? Why are you stressed? Why are you stressed? Where, where is your faith? Where is your faith? What do you believe? To whom do you believe? Who do you belong to? Who are you really? Brothers and sisters, it matters. It matters. It matters. Eight rejections, and I'm here today. Eight. Eight. That stamp mutilated my passport. Yeah, but I kept presenting it. I kept presenting it. I have a word. Bang. I'll be back again three months' time. I have a word. Bang. Three months' time. I have a word. Bang. Three months' time. Bang. Three months' time. Bang. Three months' time. Until 1997. You can't fight. If you can't fight, this is not for you. Just sit down there and complain and whinge. And somebody else will condense your funeral. No. If you are going out, go out in style. Strong in spirit. Fervent in spirit. Believe to the end. You stop believing when you are dead. Right? As long as you still have breath, your children must turn out right. You will dwell in the land that God has given to you. Your marriages must be great. Your home must prosper. You must be in peace. You must be in strong health in the name of Jesus. And so the Bible says in verse 25, say, but at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God and the prisoners were listening. Suddenly, their God came for them. Suddenly, there was what? An earthquake that shook the entire foundation of the prison. I love verse, verse 27. The keeper of the prison Awaking from sleep, seeing that the prison doors were open, supposing they've all fled, drew his sword and was going to kill himself. And Paul said with a loud voice, saying, Hey, oi, don't die. Don't do it for the sake of your children. We are here. We didn't run away. Every prisoner is accounted for. Don't worry. But the doors are open. This is not a fluke. We can do it anytime. So don't worry. We are here. Has faith. What if they have given up? They will have died. So listen, brothers and sisters. I don't care how tough it is. I mean, I've been there. 
I've been there. I've lost someone before. I started from, the, I've started from the scratch twice in my entire life. I know how painful it is. I know how painful it is. I have been broke before. I know how tough it is. I know how every month is. I know how every week is. I know how every day is. But in all the challenge, I don't care how tough it is. And I'm not done fighting. I'm not done believing. I'm not done. I want to tell my story. I want to rewrite my history. And I will do it. And I cannot do it if I give up early. And you will never tell a good story if you give up early. Rise to your feet and let us pray.